9 o'clock a.m. Good morning. To quote a friend, I hope you had some water and said something nice about yourself today. What got me up here? I'm quite sure we all heard about Aaron Bushnell and his protest that he set himself on fire in front of the embassy and his last words was free to Palestine. Self-emulation is what it's called. Some call it the ultimate form of protest. There's a video, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. Because I remember a monk protesting the Vietnam War who did the exact same thing. And with protest, it always seems to be some disconnect or miscommunication or some misunderstanding. One of the main things in protesting is to bring awareness to an issue that you wouldn't be aware of. Now we all know what happened in Palestine slash Israel slash the Gaza Strip and have your opinions about it. We should do this. We shouldn't do this. We've been doing this for years. We can't keep doing this. They're not going to get my vote if they continue to do this. But they've been doing this since, what, 1948? That's another thing with misinformation, which I'll get on later. You're thinking that this administration is pretty much the... You can put the blame on everything that's happened in the the United States for the past 200-something years. I try not to say I have a dog in that fight, but I understand. And I'm also looking at when the UN calls for a vote for a ceasefire, the US always vetoes it. But getting back to the getting back to Mr. Mr. Bushnell, he wanted to bring awareness and he also wants a ceasefire. Well, at least let's, you know, let's start with that. Let's start with the ceasefire. We need to go ahead and have these people come to the table and iron out some sort of agreement. Because if you can't stand one side killing babies and children and blowing up hospitals, then... How can you turn a blind eye to the other side? 
So yes, a ceasefire must be in order and it must be done immediately. And just like clockwork, they're going to chalk this up to mental illness. That must be the new passing the buck technique. You know, uh, we should put that on the bingo card. Uh, Africans sold Africans into slavery. Uh, we should ask for the port, the, the Spanish and the Portuguese for reparations. And now he must be suffering from mental illness for him to do something like that. Also works for the mass shooters too. But glancing at some of his posts and trying to get an idea where his head was at, mental illness does not come into play at all, in my opinion. He, I want to say, with the, the majority of us, just wants the fighting to stop. Let's come to some sort of agreement. And do not dismiss any form of protest as mental illness or hmm, try to diminish this man's act of bravery. Let's remember what he did and why he did it. Okay, let's try this again. 9.30 a.m. East Coast time. Take number four. You know, with the election coming up that we've been hearing for the past four years, I used to be a insert political party and ideology here. I know what I am and I know what I stand for. Now I wonder if the party I stood with stands for the same. We can talk about the history of both parties, yeah. But as we do, I always seem to come back to the common denominator. I'm looking at one side, the one that embraced the alt-right, party of economic anxiety, fear-mongering, toxic masculinity, xenophobia, what have you. Some would say the party of Trump because I don't even think it's conservatism anymore. The Muslim ban, border wall. And every time I hear the Democrats did this and the Democrats did that, go to any Trump rally and accuse them of being Democrats and see what happens. But then they continue to spout 
theories, something they've seen on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, their own echo chamber. And there's always some white supremacy sort of, you know, base. Asking, you know, what what have you done for civilization? Uh, we created this and we created that. And when we know further investigation, we've seen that you, you know, you stole this and killed them. But that's another story for another day. And a lot of people are just like, I want to say tuning you guys out, but we shall see, right? I mean, try to appeal to the Islamophobia and the xenophobia that we're being invaded. Like, case in point, a couple of weeks ago, there was a convoy to go down to the southern border. And once they found that themselves at the southern border and found out it wasn't like what they said I think one conservative was freaking out saying that they were drifting us wonder why that hasn't you know been circulated around the mainstream media since you guys like to talk about fake news all the time you know yeah they're bringing rapists drug dealers drugs uh, terrorist but never mind turning a blind eye to the terrorist and rapist we have at home you noticed even though although some of those people on January 6th were still in jail only some got charged with sedition, which is a form of insurrection. Let's not argue semantics now. Uh, but no one's called them domestic terrorists. I mean, turning a blind eye and demeaning one group of people while still living in this myth of American exceptionalism. And being bigoted in using the disguise of American values and patriotism and the Christian belief to do so. Sounds like the old, you know, the right is just a party of, I'll say it in my podcast, white people. And upon further reflection and thinking, the Democrats. Because in my opinion, being left or right is more than a symbol and a letter to your name. I want everybody to win. I want everybody to start at the same level and then see who rises. 
but at the same time, in one of the richest countries of the world, we shouldn't have homelessness. We shouldn't have hunger. And then have someone tell you that you didn't work hard enough. But right now, I'm seeing the Democrats as the strides that they have, you know, try to progress. I'm seeing them be more anti-GOP than pro-black or just pro-person of color. You know, see, we're not worse. We're not, you know, we're not as worse as them, in my opinion. I mean, of course, it looks more diverse and, you know, it is. Every time I look at the GOP get together, it's a bunch of old white men and, and let me see, one trailer park Barbie and one QAnon conspiracy theorist. But that's again, another story for another day. But since the Civil Rights Act, 98% of the Democratic senators and 82% of the men and women appointed to the Federal Judiciary Committee have been white. Have we ever had a black speaker? Let me repeat. Have we ever had a black speaker at the House? Now, I'm not challenging the diversity or what have you, but it's still run by a group that still run by a group of men at the time that said that compromised three-fifths of a man to keep the national unity. Now, what I just said, for the comprehensible impaired would probably just think I said the Democrats are more racist than the Republicans. <sighs> You're getting really tiresome, the, my bleached blonde bigot. What I am saying, there's always been a party that served as home for white supremacy, whether Democrat, Republican, conservative, MAGA, Tea Party, or what have you. But for Southern whites, hell, even some Northern whites, we are not biased here. There's only one party, the anti-black party. America's always had two parties, white people and everybody else. Quick question. We've all seen the Confederate flag or the so-called Confederate flag. We 
which is not really a Confederate flag if you want to keep it a buck. If you're really being honest for my AAV impaired people. But let me ask you this. Under which flag has black people suffered the most? Until the presidential election of 1948, Democrats were the party of Jim Crow, segregation, and the KKK. They were the party. They didn't invent it. It was former Confederate soldiers. In the Reformation, it was also Democrats and Republicans who formed the, reformed the KKK. So let's go ahead and put that one in bed. In all the presidential elections between 1880 and 1947, Herbert Hoover, the only Republican party to win more than three of the Southern slaveholding states, which included Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, North Carolina, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia. But this doesn't mean that Republicans were welcoming black voters. Maybe you want a little bit more? Okay. I was today's years old when I found out that when Republicans said Democrats are soft on crime, it's pertaining to the civil rights protest. Or that's how it started. Good to know, and everybody knows, knowing is half the. Since then, they keep saying the Southern strategy is a myth. Well, every Republican president has used the same mythological playbook since Nixon. The example, we're on drugs to keep the blacks in line. Ronald Reagan proved he wasn't soft on crime by doubling the prison population during his time in office. Lest we forget the infamous Reagan welfare queen moniker that we have yet to shake off. Now, if you look it up, what demographic is more on welfare? But you don't hear about that because it's been in brain in us as soon as you hear welfare you thinking black and people of color just sitting around doing nothing collecting a check fuck out of here when Bush the old one ramped up mass incarceration to keep the American people from the coming horde of Negro crack babies when looking up on a Talbot Campus.com website says young white males are more time are nine more times likely to try crack cocaine than young black people. Bet you didn't know that. Hmm. Let me repeat myself. Looking at the website Talbot.com says young white males are nine times more likely to try crack cocaine than young black people. But when you once you think of crack, what's the first thing you think about? And incidentally, I think racism helped us in one way. 
because of medical racism, the black population isn't hooked on oxycodone and met in or in opiates and whatnot because they think we take pain more than the average person. I'll never understand that. And since they love to keep bringing up the 90s, remember Newt Gingrich updated the Republican Party's anti-black rhetoric by convincing middle America that political correctness was going to make their bigotry and affirmative action would, you know, was going to make their bigotry and affirmative action would steal their jobs. Now as fentanyl, Mexican caravan, Colin Kaepernick, CRT, cancel culture, and a woke mob as place crack babies, communist protesters, black power, secret Marxist protesters, and political correctness. But my flower ranger friends would say that doesn't necessarily make the Republican Party racist. thinking how are these people getting elected it has to be because of these bigoted ideas that's shared by a majority of white americans as much as they deny it look at how they vote basically i can show you better than i can tell you if it was if it was, if it was a person of persons and who keeps voting to hurt their own self-interest, just look at the Republican Party. But let me guess. If I can't get ahead, neither can you. I'm going to cut my nose off to spite my face. I guess it's true when no child was left behind, no one moved forward. just having a discussion about reparations the other day uh, some idiot white person was just basically like who should pay for it and I'm thinking the government I mean since slave owners was rep- you know paid reparations Haiti had to pay France reparations for being free And not to mention how much it would bring this back to the economic superpower that you still think that we are. But I just like, and just think about it. It's like the $5 Indian scenario. White folks with the with the one drop rule will be standing in line talking about give me my reparations. It was once said that the revolution would not be televised, meaning it starts with your mind, your way of thinking. 
I would like to add, there's a riot going on because in some certain circumstances, and definitely with some people, what you learned and what is true is waging a war in your brain. One thing makes you comfortable, the other the opposite. So you scramble anything that will help you sustain your level of comfort while dismissing and downplaying the latter until it's watered down for you to consume and fortify your straw man argument. I swear, if it didn't come with videos or pictures, do you swear it didn't happen? Which brings us into the information, no, the misinformation age. I used to think that they hid things from the common people, and once they found said knowledge, things would change. Well, I'm starting to see people will seek out the things they only want. I mean, we do carry computers in our pockets and we're only searching out the things that we only agree with. Like it's been said, research over research, right? And only to look for a gotcha moment. You ever notice if you have a discussion with these said people online, all their shit is facts and all your facts are shit. It's because no one really wants to learn. People just want to be right. That's one of the main reasons I stopped engaging with a lot of you people online. Because I know you're not changing anybody's mind. No matter what you show them, they can always say this is fake or with no proof of debunking it or whatever. I don't have to believe it. I'm going to stick in my ear, my hand in my ears and go la 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 la. Case in point, um, last week, I kept hearing about the story about the New York is giving immigrants asylum. Not illegal, but asylum seekers. And giving them credit cards. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I got a 720 credit score. I only got one credit card, but okay. And New York, this is running around talking about, I don't even have that. And as soon as we heard New York was giving uh, illegal immigrants credit cards, the lie took off, gained traction. Like I always say, a lie is a lie is down the street while the truth is waking up and just getting coffee. Going back to having a computer in your pocket, other than taking selfies, doing the TikTok, I'm doing it for the gram. Took a little, just took a little Google search to find out.
the mayor is issuing debit cards, not credit cards, to be used only for food and baby supplies. The program is being used to replace the current program that provides box lunches. <laughs> and all I had to say is, hey, Google, is New York giving immigrants credit cards? But let me guess, you saw the you saw the headline and just ran with it. Yep, you are now a headline harlot. The program only loads the cards with twelve fifty-two per day. Twelve dollars fifty-two cents per day. Nowadays, you can't even get a number one with that. The cards will last 28 days and migrants will have to attest whether they used it at a supermarket or not. If, they, if this plan works, it will spread and earmark 53 million for the program and its expansion. There are more articles. I just gave you the short version. Just a little fact on my little podcast. Maybe I'll read some people. But for the celebrities and the people with the bigger platforms that took that headline and ran with it. Should we call it misinformation or a lie? All I'm saying is just be careful who you give your time, your power, and your attention to. But we can go back even further about the shooting at Joe Alstein's church. First, there was someone that, and as soon as they, someone said that they were trans, the right just went and ran and ran with it. Never mind all the other cis white guys that like air out schools, concerts, churches, but that's another story for another day. So I want to go look it up. 36-year-old Janice Moreno was shot and killed by security. Hmm. That's crazy that she wouldn't shot up a church or there's armed guards at the church to begin with. Even more sad about it, she had her seven-year-old son. That got injured, and another child got injured, but I didn't hear save the children then. I heard something about, didn't even really hear mental illness, did I? Nope. <laughs> but she did suffer from mental illness. It's been documented. And still got an AR-style rifle. I'm quite sure the Founding Fathers <laughs> didn't have a AR-style rifle in mind when they said something about, you know, the, the, the right to keep and bear arms. It's crazy how we, you know, <laughs> we gotten so, I don't want to say accustomed to it, but we know it's going to happen. You're going to go ahead and chalk it up to mental illness and what have you. 
but just let's go ahead and but to go ahead and see let's do something about the guns just an inanimate object that we should regulate and there's always somebody an uproar over that spare me It's the low-hanging fruit that gets me. People grab for the first thing they see without trying to go ahead and see if there's anything deeper to it. And people just love to sit into their echo chamber. I'm not sure because they feel comfortable or the fear of what they know can be debunked. Or the people who cannot have an argument at all, just knee-jerk reactions and memes. I'm not saying those are the worst, but those are the worst. The low-hanging fruit cannot, cannot sustain their argument without a meme. Or even a, a bullshit source to a bullshit website. If you ever see me talk or chat online, I look up I look up your source and its credibility, and I post my source and its credibility. Like I said, I'm not trying to be right. I'm just trying to learn. And not to mention, the week before, Justin Moan, who shot and chopped his father's head off. Also got his gun legally and said he's part of a militia and accused his father of being a traitor and called himself a patriot. What exactly is a patriot? Fighting for your rights or fighting for someone else's rights? Fighting for the right not to be shot or fighting because someone said they lost an election with no proof to back it up? Where are the patriots? Because it's easy to go ahead and put a upside down flag as your profile pic because things didn't go your way. Sounds more spoiled and entitled to me. It seems more like a radicalized sycophant than a patriot to me. Yes, that has to save this country because it's going to hell in the handbasket. And no one wants to talk about that except centering themselves, saying they're going after my rights. I stopped engaging with people online, at least most of them, because when they have nothing else to say, they'll usually use a mm, laughing emoji. And here's what I do love to talk about. 
the Democrats started to take the KKK. In 1866, it was actually a social club that became a vehicle for Southern white resistance to radical reconstruction. So it was a few, not the whole, or you like to say. You know, some of you like to say, it wasn't all insert race here. Now, in 1915, the 20th century, the revival of the Klan restored by William J. Simmons was made up by Democrats and Republicans. You should have heard all the pushback I got for that one. But, my people, this is what we're up against. I mean, they wouldn't be banning books if it was for your benefit. They're just showing you how weak and fragile they are. While we don't have to say how strong and resilient we are because we already know. And once you look at us, you can see. So, as you start this morning... Or you're continuing your morning. Remember. You didn't get this far. Just to get this far. Keep going. I'm with you. Every step of the way. And we'll help you when you need it. All I ask is you do the same for me. Later y'all.